<laughs> it's only natural to exercise every advantage you could possibly implement. Yeah, exactly. Right, without government intervention blocking you. That's yeah, if you don't need to sign anything or see a, if you, if your social security <laughs> number doesn't need to end up on a piece of paper or you have to get it in a brown paper bag behind a gym. Oh, then you're never natural. mind. I thought it was natural for a minute. <laughs> I'm yeah. out. I, I saw excited. what you were thinking. <laughs> saw what you were thinking. Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty Hanshaw, producer Scott McNally, and of course, myself, Big Ron Partlow. We are back with another episode. It is Monday, but kind of Wednesday for you. And uh, we're happy to be here. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. There we go. There we go. A, a nice, normal ring the bell that time. You know, yeah. we had a few. We had a few. We had, we had Stu ring the bell last yeah, episode, nice. didn't we? You know, we had a few little things like that. So it's good to change it up, but we're back. And uh, we were going to jump right in. Of course, we got a lot to talk about. There's you know, the New York Pro happened. We got some great questions. But we're going to jump right in to the three machines you should be using. Isn't that the topic, Scott? That's the topic, man. That's a good or was one, it too. Trend, the trend. Three machines the three you machines should you should be using. Yeah. <laughs> just for the yeah, just for the you know, the hits that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We apparently we have to give the audience a bit of the backstory. Scott, the producer, has discovered that the word trend seems to work very well. Yeah, it just gets more hits for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. It works. I know what that mm. means. Interesting. Uh, the kids like their trend. Okay. Okay. We're All good. Right. <laughs> So, you have any thoughts on this? You have any thoughts on this, Dusty? Three machines that you should be using. Of all the machines in the gym that we use, what are three okay. that you think really stand out as important and 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 uh, a positive advantage to a bodybuilder? Okay, so this one's really, really simple, but it jumped to my mind immediately because I don't think it gets enough love. The seated leg curl is the most is the best leg curl there is. Like, okay, without question, agreed, and I. And I know this because Joe Bennett said so. So don't oh, listen okay. to me. Joe okay, said next so. topic. And that's that. <laughs> and so done. Get yourself a good seated leg curl and call it a day. Yeah. No, it's funny because that, like, it always felt best to me because you have to focus. Like on a lying leg curl, you know, if you're good at it, you're keeping your hips pinned, all those things. A seated leg curl is like grip and rip. That's it's right up my alley. And uh, then Joe right. said that. And I was like, well, I was right. There we go. So that's okay. my first. What do you guys think? Okay. Well, no, you, you, you give us all three. All three. Gonna, okay. Are we going to do all three? three? Is that how we're doing it? Yeah, we, 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 could, we could. Or, or, or we could discuss. Yeah, we could do that. Or we could all give our, our opinion. Give one. Yeah. And and this is in no order, right? You're not saying like this is the third most important. You're saying no, no. this is one of the three. Okay. So yeah, okay. so that's a good pick, Dusty. And here's why that's a good pick. You're you're loading the muscle from a, a more of a stretch position than right. a lying leg curl because you're you're flexed at the hip or extended at the hip or flex at the hip yeah flex at the hip mm -hmm. so you're loading the hamstring out of a stretch which is more advantageous for hypertrophy we think and uh, and it's harder to cheat at so those are yep. two good things for most people. Secondly, the hamstrings are really hard to train with only free weights. You basically got stiff leg deadlifts and dumbbell leg curls. True. Yeah. So, so if you're going to be, let's say you're a minimalist training with barbells, dumbbells, and a squat rack, a seated leg curl is like a huge piece yeah. for your gym. 
because now you're hamstring training. Now you can actually get Tom Prince hamstrings. Yeah. Even though you've got <laughs> a garage gym. There you go. Okay. Good yeah. pick. Because, you know, leg, hey, if you're going to pick three machines, it's hard to almost not make all three of them leg machines, isn't it? Yeah, that's Absolutely. What I did. <laughs> that's what My I did. My gym would be just leg equipment and then a barbell and a rack. I'd be like, all right, we're ready. Yeah, okay. that's pretty much what I did, except for the dumbbells and and then, oh, I guess I have one that's on the list. It's not a fun one. It's not like an exciting one, but I guess the hamstring curl isn't either. But I want a good pull down because I feel mm. like I can only do so much with pull ups, and I mm. and I feel like that's for back training. I can do all the rows I need with dumbbells and barbells and T bar rows. If you don't have a T bar row, if you don't have one of those landmines, you can just stick it in a corner, you know, put a yeah, dumbbell over yeah, it or something. Yeah. Tear up your wall. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Get someone to stand House on it. House is paid for. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're fine. Worry about it when I go to sell, you know, until that. In the old days, you just got your partner to put their foot on it. Make sure yeah. it doesn't come up. Yeah. Right? You yeah. didn't want to drop when they were doing that. You ever have a guy just drop it and it like jams your ankle? You're like, ooh. Really, dude? You have yeah, 900 yeah. plates on there and you dropped it. I have a question on your pull down, Scott. Yes. What do you think is the correct length where the cable is over your head? You know the ones that are like way over top of you? So they're like straight up. Then you've got cables that are a little forward. Because I have a very strong opinion on that, but I wanted to hear yours. Like, uh, you you're know what? For the perfect one. Yeah, I guess it really would be the perfect one. Now, my pull down is an old one. Uh, shout out to Rick Davis, my dad's buddy. He's the one who gave it to me. When I was a kid, I used to go to Rick's house specifically because he had a pull down like we had all the weeder set at my house and the steel plates and all that but rick had a pull down so back day i'd go train at rick's house and his was pretty much it just just it's just traditional straight up just right above you i guess mm -hmm. I, it, it's okay. not too far in front of you but i do feel like if you wanted to lean back a little bit you could pull more toward you um, so I, I don't know. I'm not sure what you're, what you're looking for here, but it, I haven't really thought about it. It's, uh, I guess I just straight up that, above. I find that some are actually so much over top of me that for my mechanics, I yeah. am forced to lean back more than I want to, oh. to pull down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I, I have no choice, but to turn a pull down into a high row. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I like them right. just a little, little, little less. You know, to where if I'm sitting under it comfortably, it's it's actually like it would pull down straight in front of my face versus right. like hit me right in the head if it were to fall off. So Dusty's like more picky about his pull downs, and um, yes, but my training partner, my training partner is the same way. There's because we have the old Flex Fitness eight stack that has two of them. Yes, and mm -hmm. then we've got and then we've got that Yellow Life Fitness five stack, yeah. and. Uh, we do our pull downs mostly on the life fitness because of that reason. It's I've, you can kind of get the pads up on your hips and you're mm -hmm. right and you're underneath it. Whereas on the flex fitness, you have to sit back a few inches and the pads are kind of have to be on your knees in order for you to get like the, yes. the right angle. I don't go heavy on pull downs anymore, like relative to my body weight. So I don't really care which one we use. Like I don't mind at all. I just I'm just doing pull downs, but I do know a lot of people prefer the the life fitness one just because of what exactly what dusty's talking about i will so. say this too it, it for me the pull down as much as i used it all my life i feel like it was a complete waste up until i changed my yeah. technique 
I used to, I used to like basically just work my armpits. You know what I mean? The way I was yeah, pulling yeah. down, it was like an armpit exercise. And what I found personally worked for me is I track my elbows almost in front of me. Like imagine when you do a pull over, you know, the way your right. elbows are tracking in yeah, front. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. more. So my, my elbows track more in front and then I get a, the contraction where I need it to be. And literally until I did that, it was like an armpit exercise. I had like the most right. ripped armpits you've ever seen in your life. My tears major are huge. <laughs> that really is what it was. It's yeah, just yeah, a tears yeah, yeah. exercise. Yeah. So, so if I had to pick one, you know, I think an exercise that is really difficult to recreate properly with free weights. I mean, you can do it, but you got to like set benches up and, you know, build a bit of a Tetris tower. Um, uh, and and have all the other stuff. And if it's a busy gym, you'd have to like take up. It'd just be a pain in the ass. But a lying chest supported row. Those are great. Is, yeah. I just I just think of how much you can actually do on it. You know, like there's been a few times where, you know, I was in a pinch for a fast back workout or something. Maybe I was training by myself that day and I had to hammer back quick. And maybe the gym's busy. I I, I remember being on that machine and being like, I'm just going to do three different grips on this. Right. And like call it three different exercises. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I'll change my angle a bit on each one. I'll reach more for the one and then I'll sit up a bit more and I'll pull with my lats more on the third one, you know? Yeah. yeah. But a, a good chest supported row is uh is so invaluable and 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 you uh you can do so much on it and you it's really hard to recreate all that stuff. You can lie on a bench and pull dumbbells, but it's not the same that no. that that nice big arc you get and the strength curve on it too because you know when you're pulling dumbbells you've got a very level like the dumbbells weigh 80 pounds the whole way up or right. 100 pounds the whole way up but with that strength curve you know you get that really heavy load in the stretch and as the the arm comes up it technically gets a little lighter so you've got a bit of a almost like a banded almost like a pendulum squat the opposite right. way you know yeah. like into the contraction gets a little lighter so it's proper strength curve on on that exercise um so it's great for back you know i see some people don't use it but it's awesome it's great too if you have a back issue like a low back issue because sometimes you know you're in a position where it's like oh i can't bend over and support a barbell Mm -hmm. row or even a dumbbell row but i could still Mm -hmm. do a chest supported type thing you know Mm -hmm. right yeah the things you learn about your body when you get older and you have to like be more careful yeah yeah are you know what i mean like there's a bunch of stuff i don't do anymore right because i'm like oh well it serves no benefit they might be fun Mm -hmm. for me to do it it might be cool but it doesn't benefit me at all and there's a bunch of stuff that i don't do anymore and the the lying t-bar has actually become more valuable to me Hmm. you know and i've seen lots of bodybuilders like i mean we all know guys that 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 didn't dead like everyone knows someone who didn't ever deadlift and they have a great back like those guys are out there but if you look at their workouts they're doing a lot of that stuff right so i'm not saying it can replace it completely but it sure does seem to work well for some people so agreed what about um a smith machine because to me a smith is 900 exercises yeah yeah it is when you really break it down and it's one thing i'm particular about the smith machine is it needs to go all the way to the ground oh yeah i I don't even understand these ones that come like you know 12 to 18 inches they have a stopper at the bottom i'm like you've just killed like a lot of exercises for me right you have to stand on a block and yeah 
Yeah. Big yeah. fan of Smith because because of the training I did, um, you're training a true, true failure. And there is a, a safety fact of you, you're never afraid to go for that rep. Like it doesn't no. matter if you miss because there's a click somewhere on there that you can get, even if you barely get off your chest to lock in and wiggle yourself out. And I think that that is a huge advantage, especially because as we all know, getting a good training partner is difficult. Getting a training partner at all is hard. Getting one that comes every day. Really hard. Yeah. I you know? squatted on a Smith for years because Dorian did mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, yeah. Dorian Smith squatted. And I mean, so I was like, oh, well, that seems to be a sensible way to squat then. So I just squatted because Dorian Smith squatted. And I would train by myself most of the time. So I would do a lot of that like, okay, I just got that rep. I probably won't get the next rep, so let's get a negative. And I would sit down and rack it. I love that mindset. So let's do it anyways. (laughs) Slow sit right into the hole and then rack it and then get out, pull some plates off, put it back up, do my next set. Yeah. Yep. So I did a lot of that with a Smith. It's I know people make fun of it. I I mean it's we've all made like we've all taken part in the make fun of the Smith machine memes or whatever, laughed at a joke or whatever. But at the end of the day, like some of the most hardcore badass bodybuilders use Smith machines. You know. What do you guys think about the Smith machines that they don't go straight up and down? They're at a slight angle. I've always disliked the seven degree or the five degree or whatever they, they do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smith machine. I don't understand where that came from. I, I, I would actually like to know maybe a viewer out there knows, cause there's guys out there that are like way more equipment nutty than me. Who's the first person to make an angled Smith machine and why did it catch on? Does anyone know the answer to that question? Cause <laughs> I have never preferred them. You've been forced to train on them many times, right? There's a lot of yeah. gyms. That's all they have. A lot of yeah. brands, that's all they make, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, right now we have an Atlantis straight up and down. Yes. And we have a Cybex straight up and down. Yes. And now uh, that we have two straight vertical Smiths, every member I've talked to has been like, wow, these are way better. Hmm. Yeah. So I, you have to change everything. You know, if you're squatting on an angled Smith and you have to put your feet a little more forward to kind of compensate to, because I like to squat as if I'm just under a normal bar. Yeah. Right. Like, like I don't do like I'm not doing Smith squats with my feet forward like some people do. Those are so awkward. I I've never liked them. I just squat like I'm in under a normal bar. I try to I try to not be yeah. in the Smith when I use a Smith. I'm not. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I try to. So I just want the bar to be vertical. Like just don't mm-hmm. don't mess around. So, agree. What about you, Dusty? Are you you agree with that on the the angle? Yeah, I think that. A, the guy who had an equipment company that made Smith machines realized that he could probably con people into buying both. Yeah. So he just <laughs> bought, he just created this thing and now he sells two to every gym instead of one. Yes. And that's always been an irritation to me. We, we all know this. I don't know why these new gyms that are like millions of million dollars the day they open, why they don't have someone that knows equipment coming and buy stuff. Cause every gym has the Smith everyone uses and the Smith that no one uses. Right, right. You're like, it really would be nice if we had two of the Smith everyone liked. Yeah. Just a thought. I mean, like you said, Ron, like you, once you went to two verticals, you look over, the one's not available. Oh, that's fine. The other one is. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah, take no that, you know? So yeah. I, I agree. There's, there's a couple things that if they're there, you can do. Like if there's a, if there's a all the way to the floor, uh, slight angle Smith, I'll row on it. 
Because okay. I actually like it to row more into my waistline, so it's going right. away from me and then towards yeah, me. Yeah, that's that's a more friendly use of it. You're you are yeah. correct. Yeah. But again, I but at the same token, like you know, I'm in the in the midst of of looking at equipment and buying some stuff for a gym, and I have no intention of buying one of those, even though that's a movement I like to do. Yeah. You know, no. we will just have two or three straight up and down Smiths and call it a day. Have you seen the ones that have like springs at the bottom? Yeah. So you, you get down to the bottom and then there's a spring. So you don't just dead stop it. It bounces. Yeah, that's I don't. Ugh. There's so many things I don't like or the ones that I that I thought were cool on paper were the ones that actually free moved. But if you let go of the bar, it stopped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But now as somebody who's spent time in a gym i'm like that's just shit that can break yeah a lot of pieces that, that's just something that could go wrong because i i think people really underestimate if you were to sit in ron's gym for a day and just watch the smith machine watch how many people use it every single day like you want to make it as few parts as possible so it doesn't break you know, so those are I feel like a lot of those newer ideas are they're cool ideas, but they can't stand the test of use over time. Yeah. Yeah. I told you about the new hammer hip thrust we got, right? Yes. You did. Yes. How I just stood there when we first got it on the floor. I just stood there for 20 minutes staring at it thinking, <laughs> look how big those bolts are. <laughs> those look, look like Dusty's those joints. <laughs> those welds. Yeah. Yeah. Those welds look like Dusty's elbows. You're not going anywhere. You know, those like big thick tubing. It's like, I'm like, ah, this, it just said this. We're going to be okay. You don't got to worry about me. That's yeah, what that you machine gotta, was telling you, me. You got to worry more about the building than that piece yeah. of equipment. The, like, the will machine that was north wall me, stay up? Yeah. <laughs> it, it actually, it said to me, it said, in, a, in like 10 years, throw some new upholstery on me, but I got this. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> so we got a good top three there. Um, and, and, and I think we got an honorable mention of the Smith machine. Yeah, I tossed that in. Yeah. Anything else? Any other honorable mentions, Ron? Well, I mean. We can go on our mentions you know. for hours. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, machines you should be using. Well, you know, everyone should be hack squatting, you know, properly. Yes. But, uh, you know, we've we've talked a lot about the hack, so that's why I just I, I left it out, you know, because okay. we've already done many of our hack rants. Dusty's Dusty's got many to his credit, I'm sure. So I love cables. If I was going to toss one more thing in. Oh, yeah. I can train arms only on cables and they will grow. I, I wish do. I would have known 10 years earlier in my career that the constant tension meant so much to my biceps. Hmm. Like. I think, and it's it's funny, but I've had actually now at this gym, kids walk over because I'll get a cable and I just won't leave. I'll do my whole workout standing right where I'm at. Yeah. And then eventually someone comes over and, and I'm like leaving. They're like, where are you going? I'm like, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you only I, do cables? I'm like, that's all I need. They're awesome. I remember, you know, the whole machine versus free weight debate. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's always been a thing that people like, you know, blah, 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 back and forth. Oh, yeah. Um, although there's less purists now than there used to be, right? Um, yeah. But I remember uh, one time on a message board or somebody, somebody was arguing about machines and cables, and they had Dorian as their avatar. And one guy came <laughs> on, he's like, <laughs> you have, he's like, 
You have Dorian as your avatar. Watch Blood and Guts. It's 70% machines. <laughs> <laughs> if you math, he, this is how many exercises he does, and he like listed them. He's like being this literal. Is how many machines? <laughs> yeah. 70% machines. And it was just funny. The guy was like, oh. Yeah. You know, I didn't well, notice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about the New York Pro, guys? We got to talk about the New York Pro. We just had Beef Stew on the show. And he goes and battles for first. Yeah, he looked incredible. And comes out with a, with a second place at his, his first pro debut. Second. 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 Yeah. He did a show second. right after yes. the USA's last year. You're right. You're right. He did, the, he did that one. Okay. Yeah. So his second place, he looked awesome. And it yeah. looked like they had like a top two call out, you know, like a, a final call out that he was in. Yeah, they worked him, um, and, you know, I was biased for Stu, uh, obviously, but it was nice because I felt like when it came down and I really looked, the, the, the conditioning just was, was just a little bit sharper. Well, it looked like you were, like, going to touch his shoulder there, Scott, when you touched your face. Um, <laughs> you know, but it was great to see two guys. I mean, you're taking second to a guy that, that was in the Olympia last year at your second pro show, yeah. and you're not getting walked. I think that's a, a pretty awesome uh, start to your career. And he won the yeah. hair, and that was a tough hair contest because they both have good, good hair. Yeah, they both had their own thing going on. Could have gone either way. You know, could have gone either way for the hair. <laughs> I think the Bruno Mars thing puts Stu over. Yeah. You know, just that's got that funny. little famous click to it. <laughs> I, I wonder if he's going to change it up, like shave the head for the next show and just like boom, throw people. His mother will kill him, or or if or if he's going to like trademark it, kind of like see bum with the mustache. Yeah. Just- so we were talking about that on Blood, Sweat, and Gear, and uh, he was saying like I'm kind of stuck with it now. He's like everybody likes it. It's like part of his brand now. So we were we were coming up with the idea of like imagine a silhouette of him you know with the hair and that would be his logo and it'd just be like beef stew you know written around it <laughs> well, you know eventually as as he gets popular enough like you'll go to shows and everyone will just have that wig in the audience yeah yeah that'll be like his support team you'll look somebody, over his whole family's got the wigs on you'll know somebody commented they were like that looks so stupid why why did you guys have that bodybuilder put that wig on are you just trying to get more clicks or something <laughs> Speaking of looking stupid, um, I, 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 I pinned it. I pinned it. I pinned that comment. Yeah, you got to get a comment it. like that. Yeah. That's funny. That it. one's got to go up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, what did you think of the show, though? I mean, there's some new blood there. I mean, it wasn't the same old names. You know what I mean? You got the I didn't watch a ton. I just there. caught the um, – I just – yeah, I just did went and looked at the results. Um I think what I liked was a lot of people were, at least on my uh, Q&As, were asking, like, why are none of the top pros doing this? And then I saw the pictures, and I was like, it looks like some of the top pros would have found themselves in trouble in that show. Like, it, it wasn't like there was, oh, well, we're on the, the third-tier pros here. I mean, they were, they were bringing it. I, I, I feel like uh, a few guys definitely um, – you know, set notice of things that are coming. I mean, imagine Stu in a year. And I know he's competing again shortly, but I mean, he he only went from the USA's to the New York Pro as his off season and is six, seven pounds heavier and much harder. Yeah. What's what would he do if he took a whole year off and, and did the New York Pro again? 
you know. Yeah, you know, and he was saying that he felt like his back was his weakness. But honestly, I feel like his, I mean, and, and sure, I could see maybe improving it, but his back for a weakness isn't like really that weak. You know what I mean? And no. I wonder if I could find that shot because I felt like by comparison, his back held up just fine. I don't see that shot offhand. Maybe I can find it um, post production here and, and and put it up. But like I thought from behind, he was looking awesome. I thought it was a it was a great show. And I mean, yeah, for being such a young guy, I, I could see him only only doing better from here. And yeah, if he's going to compete again now, like in California or whatever coming up, I mean, yeah, I think it could be awesome. This uh, sure. Joseph, Joseph Kveaton, who was third place, he's good, man. He looked really good. Um, he's from from Czech Republic, apparently. Um, Where's that picture? He, you got pictures there, Ron? Yeah, I'm just pulling it up here. All right. Um, yeah, I got like pictures of him just in his. Th- this one came up, but he's like this dude here. He was third. Okay. You yeah. Know? And yeah, he looked good. He's got that, you know, like just hardcore muscle. Says he's from Czech Republic. So I I saw his name on the list, but I'd never seen him compete before so you know it's funny sometimes you guys sometimes you look these guys up and you're like oh you know like some of the european guys you're like oh shit he did like 20 shows in europe and then he you know came to the ipb you know some of those guys so i have to look this guy up and see see i know he's pretty young so i think he's in his early 20s so yeah but uh yeah man this and then uh joe seaman was fourth big huge canadian guy yeah really thick yeah, good condition. He was fourth. He he's he's got a ton of muscle on his body, man. That's you know, he's one of those Ottawa guys. Um, I'm not sure if he still lives in Ottawa, but he's one of those guys. You know, the the seven plate for rep deadlifts and you know the big huge squats and all that stuff. He's like one of those big thick guys. So he he had his like best showing ever. You know, his best placing ever. So um, that 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 was good. You know, see a Canadian up in the top group there. And then uh, Eric Wood in fifth. Do we have pictures of both those guys? No, I don't see any of them uh, at the link you had sent me, Ron. I see just the top two. Yeah, so let's uh, – yeah, this guy here. I mean, if yeah, you – so I here's Joe. Here's Joe. I mean, Joe is – you know, I mean, he's probably close to – I don't know what he weighs on stage. He's probably, you know, fucking 260-something. But At least. Yeah. There we go. So, I mean, he you know, he's huge. Um, he he definitely brought his physique up in a way where I I felt like before when I watched him, um, for lack of better terms, it was kind of a mess. It was a ton of muscle, but it didn't look great. And now it's starting to like really come together in a way that, honestly, as a fan, I didn't know he'd be capable of. Hmm. You start to realize like if you add muscle in the right places, like he did. I mean, it's pretty drastic. When I when I because I had seen him in the past, I was like, oh, he's big. Um, but I mean, he's going to have a hard time with these other guys that are just shaped so much better. And now he's really narrowed that gap. And I'm like, Hmm. man, I'd love to know what he did because he had to have made some tweaks to how he was attacking his physique to do that. Hmm. Right. And it looks like his conditioning is just incredible too. I mean, he was, everybody was really on point in this show. I sent, I sent you another one there. Uh, if you look at the IG. Oh, um, yeah, I can find that. You got you sent me Eric Wood here there. Yeah, I sent you Eric Wood in fifth. Yeah, he looked incredible, man. Yeah, you know I want to you know show these guys. These are like the new. These are like the new guys coming up, getting top five at New York. You know we'll see how these guys move along. 
So they're, you know, just showing up in great condition and getting a good placing. Oh, yeah. it's a lot of muscle. Check out this. Look at uh, that adductor. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. man. Yeah. Check out this lat spread, too. This is great. Oh, yeah. You know, just a lot of density there. He's a monster. Jeez. I like seeing all these people that I don't know who they are, and they're just absolutely insane. Uh, okay, I got a good one here. I'll send you this one. All right. Come on. This is uh, that Joseph Kvitin. Oh, uh, okay. That, that got third. Um, yeah, I yeah. found a good back double of him. Oh, oh that's a great good. shot. Damn. There we go. There we go. I think it's cool they let there him pose, pose out by a park instead of on stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's bomb. Yeah, that's yeah. a great shot, man. You know. With the calves. So. I don't like this guy. <laughs> I know, I know. It's the first thing I noticed. I thought he yeah, just... Scott, and yeah, Scott doesn't even notice him. He thinks nothing of He thinks that everyone... That's, that's normal. Isn't that normal? Everybody's got calves like that. Dusty, some people don't understand their privilege. They don't, <laughs> exactly. They don't, they don't recognize privilege. their privilege. People with calf Probably, privilege... Doesn't everybody walk around like that? Just oblivious, just happily yeah. wearing shorts. They don't know the to struggles the, Going to the go beach through. and frolicking... Frolicking oh. at the beach. It's all I've ever known. Oh. I just thought that was Some cool. of them are even arrogant enough to wear shorts when it's cold. In the winter, just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like, we have problems, too, though. Like, when you have uh, when you have to get knee sleeves on. You always have to put them on inside oh, out, on the calf, and then yeah, pull them oh, right so, side oh, in oh, over the calf. So it's so tough. It's the only time I feel like Kai. Like, I put, to try to put knee the sleeves knee on. sleeve into rolling yeah. up your leg. Oh, and yeah. I'm thinking, like, this is Kai trying to put his pants on every day, you know? Yeah. It's just, tough. I don't know. It's tough. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to be you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm on TMZ yeah. right now listening to you tell me about your uh, Listening calf to Paris privilege. Hilton complain about her driving her car service. Yeah. <laughs> you know how hard it is when I got to pick a car every morning and can't I don't know which limo is keys. mine when I come out of this store sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's the same. Freaking same tough. as calf people. Ca I call them ca I call them um calfed people. Calfed calfed people. Calfed. There's calfed people and there's the non-calfed people. The non-calfed people, yes. Yeah. So. Decaffed. If you can't, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, okay, I've got a good question for you guys. Yes, you do. do. You know, we haven't we haven't had a question where we can really, really dig in and purposely piss anybody off lately. <laughs> oh, it's time. <laughs> so I thought that this might be a good one. I thought this is this is a good one. I got this one. Is it? What do you consider? Nowadays, what do you consider natty? Does Clen count? T3, huh. SARMs, peptides, a little GH? What if you use some insulin? What is natty? That's a good question. That's, that's a phenomenal question. People anything are already getting grumpy. Get, anything you can get without a prescription is natural. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because it's only natural that you would take anything you can get without a script. <laughs> it's only natural to exercise every advantage you could possibly implement. Yeah, exactly. Right, without government intervention blocking you. That's yeah, natural. If you don't need to sign anything or see if, you, if your social security number doesn't need to end up on a piece of paper or you have to get it in a brown paper bag behind a gym. 
Oh, never mind. I thought it was natural for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. I saw what you were thinking. (laughs) I saw what you were thinking. If the government can arrest you for having it, even though you didn't give them your social security. (laughs) I'm out. That's funny. Yeah, because, you know, well, I I mean, the whole Natty thing has has been interesting because for me, Natty has never changed. Hmm. It's 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 nothing. You're using nothing like, you know, I remember dieting people for the Natty shows. And this is also a bit of a sore spot for me because I consider you're so if someone's going to call themselves a trainer, they're Natty clients. The drug free, the drug free clients that they have are the litmus test for their actual knowledge. Mm, true. So if you if 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 there's a coach and they've got successful natty people, like coming in ripped glutes, looking great, winning natty shows, or whatever, and I'm talking about bodybuilding here because the whole women's natty side is a completely different animal. Of right. you know that's that's a very difficult game for coaching, but but you know you. You see guys that have good potential and they're natty and they're coming into shows peeled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 I love seeing that. But for me, natty's always been natural. Like, I remember when you couldn't use caffeine, you couldn't use ephedrine, you would yep. fail your drug test or you would fail your polygraph. Remember those natty federations? Yeah. There's still natty federations that use polygraphs. So you can't use ephedrine, you can't use any of that stuff. So this new definition of some of the the new generation, they're doing the natty shows that aren't actually tested. They're like, you know, you declare yourself a natty. You're kidding me. You I know? didn't think that was a thing. I didn't know that. And yeah, there's, you there's federations as where well, you you can still be tested. <laughs> they still test the winners and stuff. Oh, those. No, like, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no like you know polygraph to enter the show. There's a lot of natty shows like that. Yep, you yep. Know, that, the the MPC has has like. There's natural shows up here in Canada that run by the CPA where, you know, they test the winners, but, yeah. you know, you just enter as a natty. Um, there's a lot of people that think that, oh, well, I mean, I just use SARMs and peptides and, you know, I just, you know, took a bit of insulin to carb load and stuff, but like, I'm totally natty. And, <laughs> and to me, head. that's just not how it works. Like... It's just not how it works. Natural is natural. And it's frustrating. And especially like I know natural people who enter natural shows. And I know that some of the people around them have, you know, used some clan and use some Cytomel and use this and that. Or, or, you know, and then now everyone's like, oh, well, I'm on TRT and I have a prescription for Cytomel so I can still do natty shows. Yeah. And they're just right. cranking along. Right. You know, and it's just it's I get it. And yeah, I have sympathy for guys that. Like, obviously, if a guy's 40 and he's on TRT, um, you know, I mean, UFC is letting fighters have T, isn't it? TRT's allowed now in a bunch of sports now. Yes. So the whole, the whole, like, the whole natty thing is getting just so, what does it mean now anymore? And I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not saying we have to stick to the old definition. Right. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not interested in, in changing what that means or whatever, because I'm a big proponent of TRT. But I'm just saying, like, people are not on the same page as to what well, I think they is. have to. They they should establish what it is in the in any organization. Because all kidding aside, about what we said in the beginning, like, I have no respect for someone who is going to enter a natural show knowingly not being natural. Yeah. And if you know that the rest of the people in that show are not taking yeah. all this stuff, 
then you are not natural. I mean, let's let's be straight here. And I feel like if anything, that takes you know, it's, it takes somebody that's pretty weak to go target a show that they know they have better odds of winning because of that. You know, next thing you know, you're a dude swimming with girls in college. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, it's a soon. slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, that that was always an irritating thing because um, I would bring a lot of natural guys in and very, very good, like genetic freaks where people probably thought they weren't natural. And then you see someone else that you personally know and you're like, why, why are right. you here? Like, you know right. You know better. You know what I mean? So yeah, I do yeah. think they need to establish that very firmly because, you know, like you said, as long as it's written in stone, then you're fine. You know, I mean, there are there are ways to do that. Like you can test someone. I mean, it would be it would be uh, not cost effective, but you can make sure that their test levels in their blood are at a certain number. And I know there's ways to manipulate and that's up to the athlete. But at the end of the day, if they said, OK, as long as you're, you know, your test levels are at 800 when you take your test three days out. I guess you're fine. You know, at least there's some form of control is, yeah. is what I would be looking for. I, I had a I had a guy contact me a while ago and he was like, hey, I'd like to you know work with you for this upcoming show. And I was like, OK, well, what's your history? And he's like, oh, well, I just won this show. And it was yeah. a natural show. And I was like, oh, you just won this show? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, OK, so. Because he was saying, like, I'd like to get a cycle together for, you know, and, and, and do this show. And I was like, oh, so this is your first cycle. And he's like, yeah, my first cycle. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, when you did this natty show, you know, send me what you were eating. And I just want to see, like, what you did. And he sends me his info. And there was a drug cycle. Really? Huh. There was, he was using test probe and uh, Cytomel for, like, eight weeks. And then he just... <laughs> went off the test probe like two weeks out from the show. Yeah. And, pass. and he won the he won the show. And I'm like, oh, so you, you weren't natural. And he's like, yeah, I was. Well and I was like, if it was in I want to jump animal. in. There's a difference too. There are tested shows and there are natural this was shows. A natural show. Yeah, because we gotta be clear. Yeah. There are two different yeah. things. Like if you go to IPB Worlds, that's a tested show, you know? Yeah. Here's here's how I've always defined it coming from the old school. Yeah. There were there were untested shows, there were tested shows, and all that meant was everyone you just had to pass a drug test. We're just trying yep, to make yeah. the people in the suits happy. No one yeah. gives a shit. Just don't have anything in your system because the international IFBB wants you to pass this drug test at the worlds. Yep. Right? Yeah. That's what that always meant. And then there were natural shows, which was like a code of honor. Yeah. These are for natty mm-hmm. people. And it's really frustrating because you see like people who work with a lot of natty competitors and they are bringing their people in natty, you know, like they're not using ephedrine. They're not using anything like it's real, real hardcore natty. Yeah. And, and then, you know, someone who's on, you know, test probe, Cytomel and, you know, a bunch of SARMs yeah. comes in and wins. <laughs> and, and wins a show. And it's just like, ah, it's just, it's, you know, it, it bothers me a little, you know, it's, it's not something I'm a fan of. Like uh, to me, a natural show is still supposed to be natty, you know? Right. I and, agree. I mean, every federation's a little different. There's been natty federations that allowed it, allowed a Fedrin. There's been natty federations that, you know, certain things were all right, but yeah. for the most part, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So John Hansen had used gear. He's a uh, Mr. Natural Olympia 
and right. uh, it, or Mister Natural Universe is Mister Natural. Oh, Olympia. You, I, I can't remember. I love him, but go ahead, Mister Universe. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He, um, but he's talked about it openly, and he and he said that uh, you know he he qualified because you had to. He, he had tried gear. He had built his physique, and then he tried gear, and he's like, I don't really like this. And then he looked into competing naturally. And then they said, in, at that time, it was like, well, you had to be clean for two years. So then he's right. like, okay. So then he went back, and then he, and then from there it extended. And after that, it was like five years, and then seven years, you know. But he followed the rules, you know. So there, right. there is that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think personally. My definition, if you, if you know, everybody is welcome to do whatever they want, you know. But we, at the end of the day, we have to, we have to be honest with ourselves at the end of the day it's the only person that we really you know we need to be honest with is is our own personal selves i, I don't know man i i'm not with that i have you so you guys have had people have you ever had anybody ask you to help them pass uh a, a natural show anybody that wanted to work with you that that was yes. intentionally yeah you have Baseball. dusty Okay, now what do you guys think of that? Is that the same? Look, I didn't you know. Hear you said <laughs> I said at Major League Baseball. I had a lot of that. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. is that is that the same to you guys? You know, no, yeah, me either. Because they're all doing it. Yep. Yeah. So they're I've I've, I've had a couple it, so of. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of CFL players. I've had some C, which is Canadian football. For those of you who don't know what CFL is, um, it's a twelve-man three-down ball. Yeah, pretty fun footballers. Actually. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I've had CFL guys uh, ask me like, "Hey, can you help me? I got to pass a drug test. I don't know what to do." And I'm like, "Oh, well, what are you doing?" And I just like consulted with them, and uh, and and I've had I've had people ask me to help them pass drug tests at tested shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy was doing a tested show. It was like an IFBB tested show, and he was like, "You know, I'm this far in, and I didn't really realize what was going on." Yeah. What do I got to do? And I was like, oh, well, drop this and this now. Just be yeah. on this. You know, you should be okay. So, I mean, it, it is different. to me, it, that's always been different too. No one cares about testing. That's And then the, the people testing don't care about testing. Yeah, they don't <laughs> want to catch you. That's the funniest part. They don't part. want to catch you. Yeah. yeah. They want you to get away with this so they can get the answers they want. Uh, but to answer your real question, Scott, I have and I've turned people away. Yeah. I've just told people. But the, the nice thing about that situation and I'm not typically overly soapboxy, but I will tell them straight up, like, I think it's a scumbag move that you're going to follow through on doing this show, and that's why I won't help you. Yeah. Now, they don't care, and they go do it anyways, but I just like to say it because it is funny. It's like there are plenty of options for you where you're competing on the same level playing field. Why would you not? I mean, like you said, do a tested show where everyone's doing it, or do the MPC Open and do whatever you want, man. Gas yeah. it up. Enjoy yourself. Die I'm working. I'm working with a guy right now who has been a hundred percent natural, and he's getting ready to compete in an open bodybuilding show um, in Classic. And mm-hmm. we added in some Clen, and it's he's he's maybe a few weeks out now. Um, so you know he's going to be going against guys that are going to be completely gassed up, and really he's already in shape. And the only reason I want to do it, he's he doesn't have any kind of like moral opposition to running a cycle or anything like that. He just wanted to do his first show without being you know on the sauce. But we added in some clean because I like the drying effect, and we're just mm-hmm. we're pulling some water with it, so like a low dose of twenty five micrograms clean. So. 
technically he is not natural anymore, but we're going into an open show anyway. And he already had lines in his glutes before we started the cleanse. So he's done a he's done a solid job with that. But it's funny, man, because you'll see it the opposite. He's gonna be and I've had that you know where I've seen it a lot is in men's physique guys. I've worked mm-hmm. with a lot of natural men's physique guys who were going into open shows at the state level against guys that are like totally gassed up and they've won. Like these guys still have went won. Cause at the end of the day, yeah. it's really just about getting into really good shape and, you know, having the, yeah. having the muscle shape that you need, you know, have you guys sure. ever helped a natural guy win a, a totally open show? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So natural but guy it, won totally open show. Yeah. In cool. men's physique, I think is the only place I have. Right. Mm-hmm. I had a, like a lightweight bodybuilder win an overall at a regional show. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And just because yeah. conditioning. Like he was just, he was by far the best bodybuilder there. So that's always fun. Natty and shredded. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know? I always felt like the natural shows, the guys were more shredded though. Like across the board, dudes right. are just sliced out of their minds. Nobody's bloated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're thin, but I think that's the other cool thing about it, though, is is you. I respect people that get in shape because that's the one thing that you can control. You know, yeah. So you can be a smaller guy, you can be a lightweight, and if you're sliced, I'm like tipping the hat, or you're a big guy, it's ugly physique. You did what you could, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, the one yeah. thing you can control, and that's just effort. Yeah, do you have you have another one, Scott? Yeah, well, you sent me a bunch of stuff, and we had some listener questions um, from YouTube as well. But I wanted to jump into some of the stuff that you had, uh, Dusty. So let's just start from the top here. Um, I wanted him to be able to put them on the screen. I like it on the screen. Yeah, how about this one? I like to read it. 28-year-old Arnold versus a 28-year-old C-bum on stage, head-to-head, who has the Olympia? How old is uh, Bumstead right now? I, 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 I have no that. idea. He'll perpetually be 22 to me. Yeah, <laughs> right? Because so, the reason I ask is, like, basically, in in my brain, you know, Bumstead over the last two years is almost unbeatable. He's 28 now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I got, I got, I got Bumstead winning. <laughs> There's the answer. Like you said, yeah. he is 22. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you no, imagine, I, uh, oh, imagine oh. the seventies, like, so it, it have to depend on what judging panel, like if you put Bumstead on stage in the 1975 Olympia, like, I mean, to us, he clearly wins. Yeah. But do they mark him down? Cause he's like weird looking like oh they wouldn't know what they were looking at they'd be oh oh, oh." yeah it's so different we've seen the evolution over time like imagine the think about like the the first hams yeah right yeah yeah. what happened (laughs) what happened there's something you know what's crazy though is i look back for example and i have franco beating arnold in some of those olympias because of the way i see bodybuilding you know what I right. mean? Like completeness like, and legs. Yeah, I mean, like the upper lower out. body. Yeah, so it's like you're right, Ryan. I didn't even think about that fact. I almost think you're probably that you probably nail it is is back then Arnold would win, and the judges now Chris would win. Right, 
You know, that's valid. That's a good question. Like, talk great question. the show. Like, what, what, what? You, you have this weird look. Like, we don't know what to do. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Be a meeting. Probably go to a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got. Um, I had one. Uh, unless you got to go, Scott. You want? You want to hit another one? Uh go ahead. I've got. A, I've got a bunch more, but hit it, man. So, I, I like this one. Um, what's the lowest amount of volume? total working sets oh, yeah, yeah. that you've ever used for like a decent period of time and seen games my entire career um, <laughs> um yeah for me that would be easy because let's say just like back i used to do three sets for back and go home a week you know yeah well not because yeah. it rotated so some weeks it was three and then, like, every third week, it would have been six because it would be two separate back workouts. But, yeah, so that was totally normal. Um, and same thing goes with, with, like, quads. It would be, like, three. Yeah. So right. it, it's really interesting um, to, when I look back. And, and it didn't it, – now, in hindsight, I, I wonder, like, where is that line? Because two – is drastically less or 33% less right. movement. Like it doesn't seem like that could possibly be enough. Right. But maybe it could have been, <laughs> like, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, but I, I really do think that that is more genetic than I realized hmm. because of the fact when, if you were built for bodybuilding, like truly born for it, I don't think your joints would stand up to what I had to do to myself in three sets for it to be enough. Hmm. You know, like there's a reason that, that these guys don't have to do that. And it's also because they, they couldn't, like they're not made to do that. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. of these little tiny joints would just have problems insanely when you're built for, I don't know what the hell I was built for, but not bodybuilding. Um, <laughs> it's different. Rocky fights. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never broken anything in uh, past my wrist in my life. That tells you something. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Many <laughs> broken bones, fingers. That's all. <laughs> I I think the lowest volume I did uh true Mike Menser heavy duty Ooh, at one no period. Way. Like um I think I did, you know, I think the and, I, you know, I don't even know if I followed it perfectly because I added a couple sets, you know, like I just couldn't had to. do, the, <laughs> the, you know, because I the, the heavy duty plan that I saw was like two working sets for some body parts. And I know I added a third for quads and a third for back. So it was mm. extremely low. But I I actually still have that logbook. It's oh, we got to see that. And we gotta and, see um, that. and I, I had strength gains. Like my strength, I remember my, I remember this vividly because I, um, I was doing hack squats on this ancient, this was back in the early nineties. I was doing hack squats and, and my hack squat was going up every week. And I remember writing it down like every week I had a rep more, rep more, That's rep more. And nuts. I remember, I remember adding my fifth plate and I was like, Oh my God, I'm on five plates now on the hack. And like, this was in like 1994, like, okay. Like you didn't see five plate hacks a lot. Like people were like, "Yeah, oh, you're going too heavy on this." But I was getting like good, solid, like really aggressive sets, you know. And um, I remember thinking, like, "Wow, like, you know, this was this was what I was really experimenting with." The you know, I hadn't gone to Dorian 
I had tried Dorian training and then I went right down to Menser. Like, let's just see how this goes. Yeah. And uh, so I'd already had gains training like Dorian and I cut the volume even more, you know. And I remember my strength was going up pretty consistently. But I remember the scale wasn't moving and that bothered me. I was like, I'm not getting, I'm not getting bigger. I'm just getting stronger. Right. Like it was like, mm, right. you know, kind of a weird, weird thing. Plus, you know, I was really young and like, you know, you hormones raging. More. You just wanted to train yeah, yeah. more. Let's be honest. I just wanted to train more too. <laughs> and I remember, I remember clearly I was still living at home. I hadn't left home yet. And I remember my mom even said to me, she's like, you're only going to the gym like three or four times a week now. Are you not <laughs> enjoying it as much? Yeah, you're quitting. <laughs> and I remember That's saying, funny. no, I'm just trying this like lower volume program. And I remember my dad knowing nothing about training, right? Yeah. Like old farmer, like no concept of what I'm doing. And I remember him just saying, doing less. Doesn't sound like it makes much sense. But it looks like it's hard to do. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. Right? That's like, great. Ah, That's a general logic. Finding a way to do less. Yeah. You know? Typical kids. Typical. <laughs> finding yeah. a way to do less. And I was like, oh, I thought I was being smart. And yeah. my dad was like, sounds lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're on this five, five uh, you know, plate Get hack squat. Yeah. on the yeah. hack squat. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that we had the same dad. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> things we learn. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff. I got this picture here. Check this out. This is six months of progress um, in my forties. Um, doing three sets, three maybe four sets of back training per week. Damn. I'm 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 so glad you post this, Scott, because I actually when we were talking about the back training before, like earlier in the day, you had yeah. shown me another like gap difference in this. I don't think it was this picture. I think you might have even been posing, but it was so drastic. So I'm glad you put these up. Thanks. I didn't want to ask you on the spot to find them. Yeah. I mean, look at the look at the oh the erectors. <laughs> This is like, this is the same amount the of gear too. I was running like six hundred tests. This was just a couple of years ago. That's bu- I also love the timeline because you guys get that question often, like, you know, how much how much muscle could I actually pack on in my thirties? Like, well, barely yeah. that much. You know what it was too? Feasible. It's yeah, forty year old guy, forty years, guy in his forties who's running a bunch of gear. You know what I mean? It's not like it was my first cycle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food wasn't really different. I just learned how to get a better and it really man, it totally clicked. And after I figured out how to get the activation that I needed uh, out of things like that lat pull down, like I was talking about earlier, it mm-hmm. and then into the dumbbell row. Those were kind of my two exercises. So it would be like one to two sets of pull downs, and then working up to one to two sets of dumbbell row, just right here in the basement. Um, it it was like it, a light bulb turned on. And then what's cool or interesting, I would see like my Facebook memories come up of like me doing a mountain dog workout five years ago with Shelby in the gym. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can totally see why my back wasn't growing now back then. Right. Like, you know, I'm yeah, training yeah, yeah. with a pro. We're doing a John Meadows plan or, or, or at a time at Jordan Peters plan. It's like I wasn't getting the activation I needed. I wasn't I wasn't queued up to activate the lat first. So it's like right. it, it wasn't going where I needed it to, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. It was the best, man. I had one here, guys. What was this? It was, uh, what do you guys think of uh, full body training at a higher level? 
I'm I'm interested in like I I still think that there's um you know the whole frequency versus volume ratio. Yeah. Yep. I I you know I I still think that like there might be a lot of size out there in the right combination of those two uh mm-hmm. with a high frequency. Like doesn't doesn't uh Scott do really high frequency? Yeah. Or is that skip? Scott, Scott's fortitude Scott. training plan is a full body workout. So it'll be yeah. like a, a hard upper body with a pump lower body, then a pump upper body with a hard lower. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the, the volume's quite low per body. Yeah, part, right? and it'll like be that, like repeated yeah. frequently. Yeah. In, in a mm-hmm. session. Yeah. I mean, I sort of did something like that a long time ago. I did this Bulgarian power burst training when I was in high school. Where mm-hmm. it was like every body part three times a week, but with only one exercise, and um, you know, really one main set. I think it was each time. So the frequency was a lot higher, volume was a lot lower. Um, I mean, there, it, it's it's all about getting it set up right so you can recover, stimulate adaptation, and recover from that stimulation. That's those are two of the keys. Yeah. So I'm not saying there's that you can't do it. I'm just saying I never figured it out. You know what I mean? I think when it comes to high-frequency training, I always had a really hard time doing, like, just one set or whatever right. is required or not going to failure or whatever the the other requirement is for really high frequency. Mm-hmm. So that was always difficult for me. But I'm sure there's a way to do it. Hey, Dusty. I yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, I had a question for you about this, but go no, ahead. I was I'll, just going to say, I, I feel like um, back to being a five-year-old that's in, trapped in an adult body, <laughs> I like to go into the gym knowing what I'm going to do, meaning the like press, I'm pushing today because they're all the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So when, I, when I'm pulling, it's all, even though it's you know back and buys or whatever, I feel like I'm doing the same thing. I wouldn't want to go into the gym and be doing benching and squatting in the same day because I do actually approach the gym differently when I walk into those two things. Like, you know, there, there, there's a certain amount of strength that comes from the fear of leg day. That I, mm, like, you right. walk in and you're like, I still, I mean, I still get that like almost uneasy stomach driving to the gym every Sunday. It's like, we're doing this again. I don't know why we're doing this again, but we're doing this again. And and I do feel like that that, that pre-umped feeling when you walk into the gym, by the time you're touching the bar on your back, you're in a place. You're ready. You know, I, I don't know that I can get to that as my fifth movement of the fifth body part on a training day. So just for me personally, and that's why I never was tempted to those things. Um, it just, I was like, ah. Because I do, I just approach it differently. Like, I don't want to go into a bicep workout thinking that way. My yeah. bicep is like, only bicep, only bicep, don't get too heavy. Do hmm. you feel your bicep? The whole time, I mean, it's like a conversation with myself the whole time. Where are you feeling this right now? Because the moment I'm sloppy, my shoulders are growing. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's why my bicep sucked for 10 years. Awesome. <laughs> I, I also have uh, one of my apprehensions for full body training is that it takes me so much effort to warm up did you know old a we body are? part and i gotta warm up <laughs> all of them i gotta i gotta warm up every body part now 
every workout. <laughs> it's a like, seven-hour uh, workout for Ron. <laughs> yeah, it's just like really In twenty really minutes of training time here. You know, <laughs> if anything, I'm gravitating towards the less exercises, more sets per exercise, so that I don't have to move around as many times and I can get out quicker. You know, like you know, instead of doing one set of pendulum, one set of hacks, maybe I'll just do two sets of pendulum. Yeah, you know, I don't have to do another warm up and another prep set, and then, you know what I mean. So that sort of thing. Do you and guys so. find that um, as you get? So when I'm in the gym now, I, I like watching the younger generation and stuff, uh, just to see. And there's there's so much warm up that takes place that's not taking place under the bar. And I find that interesting. Like I used to go to the gym, walk over to the bar, and warm up on the movement I was doing. Like, oh, yeah. it might be five touches on the bar before I'm getting after it. They'll do 25 minutes of shit and then do a warm-up set one, and then they're doing their max. And I'm like, you wonder why you're hurting something. Like, yeah, warm up on the movement you're doing. I promise it's better. Yeah. So I want to say something here. Um, again, I'm not a scientist. But uh, I think people waste so much time on activation stuff Hmm. like just get in the exercise and do a 20 rep warm-up with a plate aside and get your like oh i gotta activate my glute to turn it on because it's not on like there's off most of the time yeah and then i gotta activate my hamstrings get them firing like, no, that's not how your body works. Like, the nerves are attached. The electricity is instant. Yeah. Like, you know, I, you know, I got to activate this, activate that, then put it all together. No, no. Just get in your first exercise, throw a plate aside, do 20 reps, do a couple 20 rep warm ups. Everything is going to have a pump now. You're good to go. Yep. You I got to maybe, maybe stretch a little bit if you need some mobility in an area, you're working on your hip or something, that's totally fine. Yeah. But, perfectly healthy people with nothing wrong with them spending 25 minutes activating their glutes before they train is is a waste of their time it's maybe five minutes is going to benefit them i don't know but there's way too much focus on this stuff you just warm up in the exercise it'll everything will be there when you need it yeah i think what you're saying ron is like something a very advanced person would do when they recognize that there's an issue, right? And then I think, yeah, and that that maybe we're, that information then is getting, you know, spread and then everybody thinks that that's what they need to do too, you know? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Thank you, Scott, for the diplomatic (laughs) add-on at the end of that. Look at the the, uh, armed man coming in with the Canadian adjustment to clean up your conversation. (laughs) Let's be nicer when we say this. I think think the audience is all wondering the same thing we're wondering, is what is your concealed carry today, Scott? Concealed carry of the day? (laughs) Well, nothing. I don't need to conceal because I'm in the house, but I do have the G45 with an extendo sitting right next to me. Just ah, in case. You can see the, just in case. This is, the, this is what the extendo looks like. It's like. There you go. <laughs> just, just in case. case call just in know. case someone hostile comes down the stairs into the yeah. podcast room. Yeah. In case we have a situation, it shall be covered. Scott actually a situation doesn't lock over his here. front door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he lives in Detroit and he leaves the screen door open. That's it. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe That's today funny. will be the day I use the extendo. We'll see. <laughs> Ooh. So how do you guys handle this one? Um, considering the previous conversation, because I wonder if this would be something where you would do something different. I don't know. He says, question for the guys. I'm basically a full year into lifting, but I've noticed that my left pack is noticeably smaller than my right. Any idea how to fix this? And he's he's 18 years old, so he started training a year ago. Um, it's very possible that, I mean, it, it could just be a, a, a relic from previous sports and stuff. Like maybe, I don't know, like I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe he was throwing with his one arm oh, in yeah, the sport yeah. for three years. And there's a little bit more neuromuscular... Uh, maturity going on in the one pack because that happens to people like they're, they're just that that pack's a little bit more developed from pushing on something a th- 10,000 times doing a certain sport or whatever um, mm-hmm. so sometimes you just need to put a little more effort into getting that other pack like some extra sets of flies on that side or something like that to, to get it um, also like videotape yourself we have all these mm. advantages now that we didn't have like video your sets from the front or, or or from above so you can see where your shoulders are maybe you've got one shoulder up while you're pressing all the time you gotta like get your form locked in make sure you're using both of your pecs properly um there's a few things it could be but i would say just start by auditing your form and your execution and uh and also be honest about what you may have previously done that may have benefited that one pack because then you you're going to understand how to compensate more i was i would say you nailed everything the only the only tweak i would add um and i'm learning this with because uh, i've gotten really obsessive about having clients send videos is have someone more experienced watch the video huh because i i, I am finding like you get a lot of people sending you videos and you know, you're looking at the video and you're like, okay, this this is good. This is good to see because there's a lot of mistakes, which means we can make a lot of improvement. Yeah. But if you're looking and you're only looking at one thing, like, yep, both of my hands coming down at the same time, we're good. But yeah. Where is it going? You know, or, you know. Yeah. So those are the things that only a more experienced eye would see. That hopefully they can help you on some cues to 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 feel the body move. Because I, I agree with you 100, Ron. Is it's it's probably something previous or like. Most people say he never played sports. Then he's right or left-handed, and that's the only hand he uses for anything. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that alone means that whole side is functioning better. You have a better connection to that whole side of your body. You know, ask an average person at 18 years old to throw you a ball and say, "Okay, now toss it to me with the other hand." Yeah, and you're going to realize how much that that doesn't you know correlate. You know, and we all remember when we were younger that if you were on dumbbells, one side's done and the other side's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you learn know. pretty quick that you're right-handed or left-handed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I knew a, a guy that got into bodybuilding, and he had been a skater for years and years. Like, he lived on a skateboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he had one calf that was slightly bigger than the other. Like, okay. slightly bigger. And he started training. That calf grew a lot. And the other Dang. calf barely grew, like it That's grew, funny. but 
the one crap, you know, uh, you know, two years later into training, one calf's like a half inch bigger, the other calf's like an inch and a half inch bigger than it used to be. Wow. And, and he was like, what do I do? Like one calf keeps growing. And I'm like, that was your push foot. Your nerves are firing better. You might even have more, who knows, maybe at that age, he activated more satellite cells in the muscle cells. Like maybe he had like, act, maybe he actually has more muscle cells in that calf now. Yeah. Because of like everything he did, you know, like we don't quite know yeah. all this stuff. And, and, but that calf kept growing and he had, he was like not training that calf at all, ah, just training yeah. the other one. That's so, wild. And, yeah. There was just more potential for growth locked into it. I'll throw something else in too that I think that when we get into bodybuilding, we start becoming more self aware, you know, of what our bodies look like. And even if, like, we can all pick ourselves apart and be like, oh, man, the peak on this bicep is different than the peak on this bicep, and this arm looks bigger. So sometimes it isn't as dramatic of a difference as we see in our own eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I don't know if that's the case. It, right. it, exactly. Like, you know, I have lots of clients who are like, well, even he, the, one of the best examples is Phil Heath. He's, he said once that his one arm's an inch bigger than the other one, but no one really? notices because his arms are so crazy. Yeah. But but even he noticed it. He was always aware of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and Jay, Jay had that one leg that was bigger than the other because he broke that one femur when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. And he always had one leg that was bigger, and he just stood a certain way in his front double and just made sure no one noticed it. What about this one, Dusty Hit? I don't know if you guys want to uh, do a second uh, Q&A episode or keep rolling here. We're a little past an hour in. Um, but regardless, I've got something for you to chew on here. Okay. Um, we, can, what, we can do this one. All right. It says, um, I'm having trouble living in the past, constantly reliving my mistakes, causing depression. Any advice? Mm, this, one's, uh, this one could go deep, Dusty. Yeah, I, I perfectly am purposely am staying quiet because I have answered these before on my page, so I, I'll, I'll answer. But I kind of wanted to get your guys' spin um, on this thing because for, for me, this is relatively um, simple. It's just changing your mindset. Hmm. I, yeah, I think that <clears throat> my advice would be you have to find a way to focus on the future, the now and the future. And we can always put what we've done, we can always put it behind us. And we can always move on. Um, you know, everyone, like, like I've talked about how I don't really have regrets because my mindset sees everything as connected. Like I wouldn't be where I am now if I changed anything, you know, right. even moderately important about my previous life, you know? Um, and, and that's true for all of us. Like just the, the way everything interconnects, you know? So I, I would focus on the great things that you have and realize that you might not have those great things if you hadn't made those mistakes either, mm -hmm. right? You know, maybe there's something in his life that's really great. Like he's got a relationship or, or a job now that he likes or something. You realize that this moment now would not exist if you changed anything. So it could go a lot, you know, you could go back and change those things, those things you regret, but then it might make your life worse in a way. You, you could wind up in a worse spot now. Yeah. And, and you just have to be able to just think, okay, well, I'm not going to make those mistakes again. 
Right. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to make those mistakes again. I'm going to learn from them because learning from our mistakes is really like one of the key things that we we have to take responsibility for. We have to learn from our own mistakes. Like that's if 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 we can't do that, then you really do doom yourself in a lot of ways if you're unable to learn from your own mistakes learning from other people's mistakes is a great if you have a skill if you have that skill that's awesome because then you can avoid them but at least learn from your own mistakes and just try to focus on how you can make things better in the future i don't know that's a a great question um well i remember in 12-step learning the difference between guilt and shame because when you get into 12 step and you recognize the mistakes you've made and how you've hurt other people and how these things like that bothered me more than hurting myself like i was always okay with like making self-destructive decisions but when i actually started recognizing you know how selfish i had been and how much of an effect that had on other people it had a profound effect on me and i felt Mm -hmm. a great deal of guilt over it which is okay it's okay to feel guilty because guilt will it's it's a sensation that we don't like it's unpleasant and it's a good reminder to not do that thing again on the other Mm -hmm. hand if you feel shame then you become paralyzed by it you know i don't don't know what the definition is of you know i'm gonna look it up really quick what's the definition of shame defined because i'm curious now Shame is a painful feeling of humiliation. So yeah, if you live with that mm. sensation of feeling humiliated, you know, and deflated, mm-hmm. that's different than feeling guilt. Guilt can be a positive force if you let it to not make that same mistake again, like you were saying, Ron. Whereas mm-hmm. if you if you're paralyzed by it though, you're not gonna be able to move forward. How do you do that? I don't know what the answer is, but if, he, if he's stuck with it, man, I would say seek professional help. And the way I've always put it is uh, going to see like a therapist or something. It's literally a trained professional to help you figure out tools in this case to like not not be paralyzed by whatever shame you had from that past. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I guess that'd be my yeah, take. What did you say, Dusty? I'm curious. Uh, well, I mean. The first thing you actually lined up for me pretty well, you said you want to move forward, right? So if you're moving forward, you shouldn't be able to trip on things that are behind you. You're not going in that direction. So that's the first step is don't trip on things that are behind you and understand you're moving forward. The best thing you can do is take action, which is better action. You know, you, you're defined by what you've done recently and that goes in everything. So you have a team that, you know, wins the World Series this year. Next year, when they don't make the playoffs, no one's talking about last year. That's a good thing, and they've let it go. Well, guess what? The following season when they win the World Series again, no one's talking about last year other than how much they improved again. And I think that's something that people forget. The other key is, and and we talk about this kind of stuff pretty regularly uh, with some friends of ours and stuff, your mistakes prepare you for the life you have now. Um people who know me well, like Ron, you know, knows some of my lifestyle decisions that weren't the best in my past. And now when I look back, I'm grateful for all of them because they prepared me for where I am now. And I don't think I would be able to handle the situation I'm in now as well without my mistakes. 
because yeah. there was something learned there. Now I'm not saying, oh, I'm really glad I, you know, did some people wrong or did this or that, but because I did, I'm actually glad it prepared me for the life I'm in now and, and allows you to, you know, not only learn for yourself, but also help someone else kind of avoid those things. Um, it's just one of those things you kind of have to go through things. And sometimes you do make the same mistake a few times before you have to ask yourself, okay, why am I doing this? I'm not an idiot. And I knew it was a mistake the first time. And I definitely knew it was a mistake the third time. I got to figure out what that underlying cause is, you know? So I feel like this guy uh, is hung up on something that, that maybe the, um, the action isn't actually what, is the problem it's the reason he keeps making that mistake assuming it's been more than once so you know outside of that it's just you have to move forward because you can't move forward in anything and just like think about a car you can't safely move forward to a new height if you're looking backwards that's that's a new accident waiting to happen so you know that's the most simple thing and then you just got to remember everyone's the same you know, the amount, I mean, it's, it's the same in sports business. I mean, I always laugh, like knowing friends that are very successful and knowing some of their big misses in business and how only their closest friends even remember those things. Yeah. So, so yeah. keep that in mind with your mistakes. Like in five years, no one's going to remember that if you started making better choices yeah. or if they do, it'll just be to tell you how far you've come hmm. and how much you've yeah. grown and how impressed they are by what you've done. So that's my take it's a good perspective i feel like i had the worst answer of the three <laughs> we, I, we we utilized each other's to enhance i think right? so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know scott's made me feel inferior <laughs> well that's the one it is funny though that was something that when we when scott first started coming on that people really appreciated that i didn't i literally ron I, you don't even know this I would literally send Scott texts and be like, Nikki says we need more Scott. <laughs> he has to That's talk funny. more. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad people feel that way, at least most of them. <laughs> well, we know a few that told me that I need to stop talking altogether, remember? <laughs> <laughs> he should just uh, not be on the show. <laughs> oh, it's May right. 2 4, Ron. Is that what it's called? What are you talking what? about? May 2 4. What do you mean? It's May twenty second. Isn't that what it's called though? May two four. What? It, Vic, huh? Victoria Day? Isn't it Victoria Day? Oh, Victoria Day. I don't know. I yeah, it's like long that. weekend. May long weekend. Well, it is a long weekend here. Yeah, May but, long weekend, dude. I know more about your culture than you do. It is Victoria Day. <laughs> you didn't even play hockey. It doesn't matter. I, I'll You're put it this Canadian. way: today is one of the holidays. Today is one of the holidays where. No one cares why. They're just like, I don't work Monday. Yeah. Okay. Do we have a like, lot of those in the States? It's one of those. It's not an important one. Like, no one goes, oh, Victoria Day. We must do something to honor the memory of Queen Victoria. You get that day off. Yeah. No. May no long weekend. Victoria. So, Victoria has her own day? <laughs> I, that's what Wait I said. I congratulated her this morning. Sounds like it's spoiled brat I'm going to shoot her a message. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we watched the new episode of Letter Kenny. They put out an episode May two four, which is for the long weekend oh, in celebration. That's uh, that's the reason I know all this. Yeah, this is where his genius comes from. Letter Kenny. Oh man, yeah, that might be a bit Speaking of a mistake. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, two four. Yeah, I had you know. uh, I had Luke text me and he's like, "Have you seen Letter Kenny?" I'm like, "I lived it." 
<laughs> a two four. You see, a two four. A two four is also <laughs> Canadian for a twenty four pack of beer from the beer store. A two four. Yeah. yeah, two four. Go hard. You guys don't have forty ounces, do you? You don't have a forty ouncer, right? You have a quart or something. Well, I, I the only time I ever heard anyone use the term forty was a rapper. Like yeah, we have quart forties here. Yeah, those those forty definitely ounce in Michigan. Yeah. They do. That's a oh yeah. yeah, Mickey's malt liquor. <laughs> exactly. Ask for it by liquor. name. <laughs> yeah, because you get a case of beer is twelve twelve beers, but yeah. you get a two oh. a two four is a twenty four pack. A two for, two for. Yeah, love it. Get a get You're a two for so and come much. over, bro. Yeah, why well, are you it's now? It's just bodybuilding. It's like a hockey thing. Very hockey. You and your letter, Kenny. Hockey. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. So that we're gonna wrap that one. Yes. That's good. Okay. Oh, one Much thing we forgot. You could just maybe toss in here. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Something about mutant. Oh Sponsor them. The show. Oh them. Love yeah. us. I am mutant.com. Get your ISO surge. Get your all in. Get on the gear. And remember, Dusty Twenty, Big Ron Twenty. I love getting the emails that say someone used my code. I love that. I love the little. Mine's email. like all day, every day, currently with all the shirts. Yeah, get your shirts, guys. Like, I get like five plus emails every. Like I'll be sitting on my phone, ding, one comes through. I'm like, ah, oh, more shirts. And we That's had awesome. messages, comments about how fast they're shipping too. People were like, hey, I ordered it. You know, yesterday I got yeah. it today, kind of thing. Like it's happening. And then quick. I saw one that said the codes wouldn't work. I'm just wondering. If oh no, that no, was that, like was, uh, that thing. was the older shirts. That's why I, I forgot to answer that. Oh, yeah, okay. that was because they were looking at the um, what were the, the, already what were the last round something? of shirts? The um, what was our old? Yeah, I remember s- the, the slogan. Your slogan. Um, yeah, yeah, the train the, like hell. The train like hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they were probably so that's why. Then, so they couldn't use the code. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, much appreciated. And uh, remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Okay, thanks, guys. Remember, it's just bodybuilding.